0: Well, folks, it is October. We have a buck down. Welcome to the Whitetail Experience Podcast. Appreciate everybody tuning in. I know we had a lot of cool messages come in, a big congratulations come in. Uh, just super appreciate everybody supporting and, and liking what we're doing. Um, very humbled. I uh, really appreciate all that. And I actually have uh, in person Mr. David Ebright. Dave, how you doing? i am doing bad. All right, we're going to get to this buck breakdown here today. That's kind of going to be the main topic. I know a lot of people messaged in saying, I can't wait to listen, definitely want to hear about it. Um, had a few other podcasts, want to uh, uh, talk about, you know, how it happened and, and whatnot. And I said, you know, respectfully, I'd like to break it down with you. You were there. Um, yeah. You have thoughts around, oh, you and I talk hunting every day. It's just the right thing to do, I feel like. Yeah, especially during the season. <laughs> oh, Yeah um and obviously this podcast is is brought to you by lone wolf custom gear uh enter code w-e-x-p at checkout that'll save you a little coin um by all means that's the stand i used it to shoot this buck um but yeah man it is late october i had a very good week of bow hunting here this past week um kind of kicking things off what was that sunday night saturday night
1: I think Saturday. Saturday's when we had the better weather.
0: We had a big front come in Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And you passed a buck on the, the first cold front in October. Let's touch the on that. The earlier
1: one, yeah. The earlier cold front. Yeah. Have we not talked about that yet? I, no, you haven't
0: been on the podcast. Too busy hunting and <laughs> yeah. side hustle and dad life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty good buck. Um, I mean, it'll be in some of our films, I'm sure, later uh, in the year when we release them. But, um, that was like
0: October 5th. That was early.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly... You know, I, I got some intel on a couple bigger ones this year, or or else I might have shot
0: him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was, uh, you, you know, not not much different than the buck I ended up shooting.
1: Yeah, I think it was younger deer, the one I passed was a younger deer, um, but he had good time length.
0: He did have good time length. Um,
1: and he wasn't as wide, but, um, you know, probably would have been at, you know, 110, 115 mark deer
0: sure and you've got other tags this year and and you have a, a decent spot in indiana you really like for the rut
1: yeah exactly yeah i would definitely would have shot him and, and started traveling but I like i said i got a, i got a couple good ones here and i'm kind of holding out for at the moment mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes
0: yeah and
1: <laughs> depends on how late the season it goes because i might be like well i gotta shoot something
0: yeah and we've talked about that the one tag has helped and hurt our bow hunting career and if we would have known that Within three hours of home, we could be on to some bucks in different states. Um, if I was twenty five again, I'd be buying two tags all the time.
1: Yeah, and then Indiana's not that expensive.
0: Yeah. Um, well, point.
1: archery only is not that bad.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess uh, you know. Okay, if we so you pass that buck. Yep. Knowing about some bigger ones. Yeah, and then he. I mean, I could tell he was kind of
1: a younger deer. Anyways, you know, um, just. He just looked younger with his body. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if I would have shot him or not, um, even if I didn't have some bigger ones I know about in the area, but I don't know. He was borderline. He's one of those deer you don't want to see. You know, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. We get a lot of these deer on camera, on these trail cameras and stuff that we run all year that are like, ah, he's a good deer. Don't get me wrong. I'd probably
0: shoot him, but I don't want to see him. I don't
1: want to see him first. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. We get a lot of those 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 bucks we don't want to see, because we just want that touch touch better frame. Yeah. It, whether it be oh I wish he had better brows or maybe I wish he had mass. It's just we're looking for that good for, that better frame. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Best best way to, to, to describe it. Um, yeah. And then you also went on a pretty cool hunt on the ground. Yeah. Um, in there after some bucks where where the stand is just not an option and and you felt the the ground game was the the best way to go and leafy suit ASAT.
1: yeah yeah i got an ASAT leafy suit that i bought years ago um it's real thin it's like a mesh and it just goes over whatever you have um and it works out good it kind of goes it just kind of goes over top of whatever you're wearing so you don't have to do any kind of fancy layering but yeah i just slipped it right over top and i snuck in there on the ground i tucked up into like like a honeysuckle bush and like a cedar tree and kind of just like tucked back up in there and uh I think I was in the right spot, you know, they just didn't, I just didn't see anything. Actually, I did know, I I saw a small buck.
0: Yeah. He
1: kind of came from where I walked in though, um, which, you know, so I probably couldn't have shot him because he was to my back and I was on the ground, but, uh, but that's not where I expected the deer to come through at. Yeah. But I basically snuck down into some of the thicker stuff that I thought those bucks were bedding in, um, and it just didn't work out that morning. But then I went over there and poked around and pulled a camera that had an area, and um, it had gone dry. So yeah. so that kind of just goes to show you right there, you know, just because you got some good ones on camera in the summer and stuff, they're they're gone in a flash.
0: Those bucks were in their hard horn, though, in September. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, like Heath Cisco says, I just need a picture.
1: Yeah, I know I, they're in the area. I mean, that's right when the beans turn, you know, the beans turn right there, and then the corn becomes... A lot more of a food source, right? Way, way more oaks, oak. just yeah. yeah. way more oaks. Got way more pressure. You got people starting to get in the woods, especially on public land. You know where we hunt at. Um, you know, it's just a lot of things get, happen right at that right at that beginning of October there, right when season starts almost. Yeah. A lot of things are happening, and and as bucks just move around, you just don't know where they go.
0: Yeah.
1: But they know that area, so you know you can always always feel like you can always fall back on that area come rut. Because those deer spent a lot of time there in the summer months and stuff. So, they know that area. They know the does in that area. You know, they'll be back to look for them does.
0: Yeah, at a minimum. And, yeah. and, and if it, they
1: leave. They might not even be gone. They might have just moved away from that camera by 70 yards, you know?
0: hmm Yeah. So, you'll be you'll be continuing to poke around there. I would say I did a decent amount of scouting from, like, October 5 to... Uh, even really right before I hunted this last cold front, before I shot the doe, I was pulling cams in the dark before work and then um yeah. uh the previous weekend I did not even hang a stand. I just uh stayed on the ground and was was, was scouting and, and still hunting. When you jumped
1: a good buck or a buck, you I jumped not hundred percent sure how big he was. Yeah, I
0: jumped I visually saw the spike and there was like four or five other deer with that spike and and I'm pretty sure I saw a rack. Um so yeah, that that was pretty cool. We
1: well, jumped the and then you went back and tried to hunt him the Oh next yeah, morning. on the
0: Oak Flat. Yeah, I did yeah. do that. Um, yeah, you
1: jumped a buck. You saw a frame, couldn't tell exactly how big it was.
0: Yeah, we just call it hundred inches plus minus.
1: And then you tried do just like the typical bump and dump, right? right? Where you went back in literally the next morning, mm-hmm. um, but and then yeah. nothing. Right? Yeah,
0: I'm I'm like zero for seven on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's it's a weird timing thing, you know. When I know they had a whole bumping up episode and yeah. talked about it and uh, it's not cut and dry. It's not like you jump a buck that afternoon, the next morning you go still in the bed and you're killing him. You know, it's not that simple.
0: No, no. <laughs> um and I'm definitely not advanced enough in my bow hunting career to pull it off just yet. But, you know, did that and then um you know leading into that doe kill, uh we had the, the kind of cold front roll roll in, what was that, October seventeenth ish. And that Saturday, or that Friday, I took two hours of PTO, went for a hunt, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, saw a small eight. The next day, scouted my way in, and dude, I passed like two or three scrapes, passed a couple good rubs, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if this is, and I, I saw a doe on the ground, and I texted you. So you had an area in mind. Yes. And so why'd you pass up, why'd you keep going? It was okay, so I had hunted this area one day in the morning, like October 1st-ish, and I seen some does at a distance, and I saw that scrape there, and I had a better area, like, blueprinted, like, a couple, oh, couple hundred yards away, like, somewhere in between, I, I, I felt like, is where I would end up, and uh, walked past the two scrapes, and then I found the two better rubs, and once I saw that, I thought, okay, I'm in I'm in the zone. And, uh, so how
1: far past those scrapes? did
0: you go as a crow flies probably 100 ish yards maybe 70 what's but, you, um
1: what's
0: that do i have hulu sorry we are podcasting we got dave's daughter here asking about my hulu yes there is hulu on the tv
1: you
0: can if it okay you could try hulu
1: <laughs> this All is right. real life
0: <laughs> we're gonna let, we're gonna let that stay. Let it stay. We're, yeah, we're not editing. Hell no, we ain't got time. It's season. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, anyways, yeah, so like
1: how far you said, not that far. Yeah, past seventy, a
0: hundred yards. Once I seen the two the two better rubs, and I had a couple of tracks, and I sent you a picture of that rub. Like it yeah. was it was fresh.
1: But you thought that the that the bucks scenario you were trying to go after would have had to go past you to get to those scrapes? Yes. So you were kind of comfortable with walking past them.
0: Mm-hmm. And the scrapes were out on some oaks. But I said so Man. kind of in
1: an open not really like a scrape that you hunt over
0: yeah although the trail cam revealed they were hitting that scrape in daylight okay so but but it was something that i just wanted more than just one thing to, to stop and sit at you know i had a a, a crossing um oh yeah. a little like i don't know connector trail between these two knobs so uh, you know there's a terrain feature funneling deer i've got a scrapes, like three or four of those. Now I've got oaks. Now I've got a road. Like combining features and, and whatnot was kind of a deciding factor to set up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because that's, that's something that uh, everybody uh, talks about all the time. Because now the whole big new thing is to, like, scout your way in, find fresh sign, hunt over, etc. But the real question is, what sign do you call good enough to set up on? Mm-hmm. When do you stop? Yeah. You know, And just like you said, so you passed up a couple scrapes. Because um, I think when people first start to, like, hunt their way in on type of hunts, scout their way in, they see a rub or scrape, and then they say, this is it, and they stop right there. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. the very first one. I mean, which, I I don't know, might not be a bad
0: decision, but
1: sometimes you just got to do it for a while to feel them out. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, you felt like those scrapes were not something you wanted to sit on. You felt like you needed to get deeper. Yeah, You felt like bucks weren't going to hit those scrapes until after dark for some reason. You just thought maybe they were just too out in the open. They just, And maybe see a little more overall buck sign for the area. You just didn't want to just bank it on one scrape. Yeah, bank, yeah
0: didn't want to bank it. Um, so, um and you and I had discussed, here it is uh, October 17th-ish, we do not want to be shooting does the following weekend, which is October 25th. Yeah. Like, that is starting to get to a time period that you do not want to be shooting does. Personally, as a team, you and I talk, like, Mm-hmm. not uh, you know it's just too well, bucky too bucky
1: and and well in ohio changed the, the rules for us so that kind of threw a, a loop and everything because we used to just say screw it we'll wait till late season to shoot those
0: shoot them in muzzle order, that second gun you,
1: yeah, yeah but now in ohio you cannot shoot a doe after the first
0: gun on yeah, public land
1: after the last day of the first gun season on mm. public land yeah and you can only shoot one you only get one so that then we basically that rule made us decide to start shooting some does early because we like to shoot does. We like deer meat, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you, you know, you also like shooting deer for that practice aspect of it.
0: Yeah. We've messed up enough. Um, and that was another factor. Uh, so I'm sitting there in the stand and you know, out of my last four arrows at bucks, I was 50% yeah. at this time. And I'm just like, you know, I can go for a confidence boost.
1: Well, you know, we, we, you know, it's public land, and we're only allowed to shoot one doe here in our state in Ohio. So dude, there are
0: hunts I don't want to shoot a doe because dude, Andy shoots does in out. dumb places, <laughs> yeah. like A-Rod.
1: But, but, you know, and you just so you don't really, um, we don't shoot a lot of deer with our in, bows. In general. It just deer, deer in general, yeah. And uh, we're going to hopefully ramp that up with getting more out of state tags that we just talked about. But um, here in Ohio, I mean, really, you're tagged out after two. On public land. Yeah. And that's if you get your buck that year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So, (laughs) you know, a lot of times we end up with doe tags come uh, gun season, which basically the whole team is looking like they're going to have doe tags come gun season. Yeah. Um, You know, because like you said, as soon as, you know, as soon as November hits, none of us are going to shoot any does. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we normally try to fill doe tags then. But, I mean, you might never let an arrow fly a whole season.
0: Yeah, well, and, and ideally, you like to shoot those on a morning that it's already frosted or, or it's cooler out, so yeah. you've got some time to get that meat uh, to the processor or yeah. butcher it yourself. And, and when it's
1: warm, you don't want to shoot them unless it's like a a like a real close gimme shot, because yeah. when it's that hot, if you make a bad shot or a questionable shot, then then you if you leave it leg, you, you're debating on if it's going to be spoiled yeah. or not. So, I mean, you're really... You know, we we try to shoot our does at very particular times.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if we could get an early frost and shoot it like the, f- the 10th through the 15th every year. That'd be ideal. <laughs> yeah. But like, do we, sometimes I didn't even have it on a weekend. i like 8 a.m. and then have yeah. it
1: out of the woods by noon and yeah. be able to hunt that evening. <laughs>
0: that's, <laughs> that's ideal. That's the ideal. <laughs> so yeah, so this doe came in. She was going to give me a 15-yard shot, but I couldn't get to my bow. Otherwise, she would have busted me. Long story short, she goes... Out to twenty five, and then takes the trail to come right by me at like eighteen to twenty two yards. Um,
1: but you said she was out on like a trail more around like thirty-ish at first. When right? I saw
0: her, yeah, when I saw her, she was thirty and yards. And you were like, you know
1: what? That's not a gimme. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna take that as a doe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm in here buck hunting anyways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm so I'm not gonna deal with shooting a doe at thirty yards, maybe hitting it a little yeah. back or something, have to deal with that whole track job all night long. Ordeal, you know, for a doe.
0: Yeah. So she gets to 15 and goes to get away, like, walk, a, like take this terrain feature away from me so her head's not looking at me. So I grab my bow. I'm like, okay, well, this game's over. Um, and then she starts coming back, and I push the record button on the camera. And, uh, you know, she works her way to, to, and I got two or three big trees to draw, you know, where her head goes behind a big-ass tree. And yeah. And get to draw and, and shoot and, and put a really good shot, you know, through the heart. You know, I put a picture on our story. Um, she runs over the hill and, and only runs about 60 yards, but not the best blood trail. I think I, I, texted you guys at like 55 yards. I'm like, dude, I can't find her. Yeah. I'm losing blood. Not the best <laughs> blood trail. I was like, but I smoked it. Like I felt good. Those, those orange, uh, 4 fletched arrows really shine, you know, like uh, you can see them. I, I felt pretty confident. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she was right there. So. And then, um,
1: you know, and then we, like we, the whole, we kind of brought this up because you like to get that practice. You like to be able to shoot a deer with your bow, and then, you know, you kind of go through that whole breathing process, that mindset, that whole um, being able to control your adrenaline and whatnot, shooting a deer with a bow, and it's now you kind of got like a a practice round in almost. You know, then, you know, now you're ready for a buck to happen because you've just done this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's definitely good for that. You know, because, I mean, look, when did, um, when has... When's the last time Andy shot a deer with his bow? Because he shot a doe last year with a gun, last right? Last two years
0: with a gun, both yeah, both guns. And it's then, been so, his big buck.
1: Yeah, so Andy hasn't fired a an arrow at a live deer
0: in a while. <laughs> in a minute, <laughs> now
1: Andy's a good shot. I, I got. Oh, Andy's the best shot on the team. If we're sitting there in the <laughs> yeah. backyard and you need yeah. somebody
0: to hit a hundred dollar bill at hundred yards, yep. Andy's your dude.
1: But I mean there's a lot there's all that other stuff that goes into it. It's like, you know, mm. making sure you aim at deer because a lot of times you got deer. Autopilot. In there, yeah. You, you you know, your your breathing is all jacked up, your adrenaline's going, you know, it's just nice to
0: A lot of people see those pins hit the vitals and smash the trigger. Just versus, hammer it, just yeah. rip it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, Yeah. yeah I, I'm I'm getting better and staying conscious in the moment. Um, as far as okay, the pin hits the vitals, keep it there a touch longer yeah. and, and and start to squeeze the trigger and, and
1: just got to remember to aim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, aim. <laughs> yeah. Aim. Just,
0: that's it. Just remember to aim. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a good, you know, like I said, boost there, got the summer sausage. Yeah, that, that's all said and done. And here, what is it, October 20th? Was that the, the, the Tuesday? But, yeah, Peyton's jumping in the background doing <laughs> jumping jacks upstairs. But it's, it's fine. This is real life. <laughs> yeah, we have kids. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, Tuesday, it was Tuesday, right? It's Tuesday? We should know this. We should know it, this. It has to be Tuesday. It
1: was Tuesday evening. Tuesday
0: evening. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, let, let's get to the buck Hill. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, That's, we had rain um, here in Ohio. Let's start there, I guess. On Monday, the 19th. It rained from, it started, like, Monday morning and rained literally until, like, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Like, it didn't stop for, you know, 36 hours.
0: Yeah. And so I had some trail cam knowledge of this particular area, and there's, there was a, a good G2 buck in there, 8-point G2, and he'd been hitting this scrape from the summer. He passed by there a few times, and a couple times in October, there was a a 9-point in the area and a 130-inch oh ten. 10 So three bucks, kind of all within that area that I was like, you know, let me go in there. You know, if that scrape's opened up on that camera, like, That'd be a really good spot to sit because it's a scrape with a pinch point. There's a clear cut, you know.
1: And we've had rain for 36 hours.
0: Yeah, late October.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, what are you going to do? So I I grab, uh, I take the PTO off work, and I drive the two-ish hours, about two hours south, um, and then get back in there, and I do this big J-hook to get the wind in my favor. It wasn't exactly the best entry I've ever had, but... It is what it is.
1: Well, you showed us, and you, you went down in, like, a little... Um, if anybody's hunted, like, any kind of hill country, you know how you got the drainages that kind of go down the hill, obviously. And um, these drainages are normally pretty steep, and the deer only cross them in, like, specific locations, at usually the, at the tops Where of it flattens them. out. Or some, a hogback. Yeah, we call them hogbacks. Sometimes there's a soft spot in the middle somewhere, but for the most part, they, they cross them at the top. So you can use those drainages through your advantage for your access yeah you can't be seen in them but sometimes yeah noise
0: stays down and well, you know
1: you're not gonna have ground scent on the deer trail.
0: yeah so i walked in there i saw some some couple of fresher poops and, and a one good rub and i got to my scrape you know coming up this hog back some fresher poops yeah some fresher That's poops Torch technical hunters here oh sure. yeah <laughs> oh yeah and um that scrapes like it's hit but it's not like torched They've been hit like, you know, within the month. Yeah, within the ten days. But it wasn't like I didn't think you know the overhead licking branch wasn't smashed. But then you have a debate. It's like okay, but is he going to come to open it tonight? Yes, I did. I had. So you're like, oh, oh. But, you, know, if,
1: you know, if you found a one that was freshly opened up, you're then you're sitting there like, did I miss him? Did he already? But then through? I got one that's not freshened up, and you're like, well, is he know, even using this? Is, yeah, is he even using it at all, or is he going to come open it up? in an hour you know yeah that's it is kind of a debate you have to go through when Uh. you find a scrape that's like it's been opened up but it's also kind of covered in leaves again you're like hmm, something's definitely not been in here in the last few days yeah maybe today's the day yeah oh
0: and (laughs) then yeah yeah hindsight 2020 here yeah yeah that's funny um but bottom line you know i'm sitting there and i literally 15 minutes i put my standing sticks down i said no you know know the trail cam it doesn't lie to you Let's let's hunt this tree and then I, I put my first stick on the tree. And I said, no, back, you know, uh, I think one of those cold fronts on the 17th, I hunted some historical data. And I felt like I wasted a hunt because I didn't hunt fresh sign." Yeah. I don't know if maybe that's my my style of hunting I really enjoy is scouting my way in. Um, the, I've had some good hunts
1: like that. Yeah, I do a little bit of both. Yeah. Because I do, I will hunt over historical sign or historical areas, um, but... And Sometimes when I mean, it doesn't work out, you're like, "Are they even using this spot this year? I don't know." Yeah, you know. But then it works out, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, they are."
0: And I, I think if you look at uh, the bucks here, here on my wall, they're all like new pieces. They're all new areas. I'm almost more. I think that's more maybe my style. That the the, the, the buck I hunted on the 17th cold front was a uh, was a special buck. You know, it was a bigger class. You know, than than, than the average public land good buck. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was still worth the, the oh, does he repeat? Um, but I, I did kind of feel like I wasted it because I got in there and I was like, this is not as hot as last year. Is he even in here? I don't know. Um. So bottom line, I'm at the base of the tree. I put my stick on the tree.
1: Well, and the whole time you got a trail camera still in the tree. Eight l- foot. You know, looking at you.
0: Yeah, eight foot uh, so, so, up, up yeah. and like mm, a couple feet away from the tree, I'm going to hunt. <laughs>
1: We'll have to uh, put a little. Collage oh, in.
0: we gotta put a collage of this. this yeah, the troll camera pictures
1: are funny because you see, you see Byron coming through when he first gets there on the choke camera, and then it's, he's it's coming multiple, back. You see, well, you see multiple pictures of you sitting there. You can tell you're just like you're just standing in one spot, like thinking yeah you might have even been like rubbing your chin like in deep thought i was <laughs> i i literally
0: was like god what do i do what would i literally asked myself what would the dequistos yeah. do and then, what then would andy back, may do then
1: you walk back to where the tree you were going to hunt yeah, yeah i guess that's when you put the stick on everything i got literally then 15 minutes later you get another picture of him on the show camera it's like what are you doing? walking away yeah the so whole time, i'm like what are you doing
0: yeah i had decided that i was not going to hunt that tree i decided i was going to I'll walk and scout my way further because I can see there's beech trees. I know there's a pretty good trail system, and I had um, previously winter scouted the area to my north and knew that there was some some good stuff over there. And so I said, let me, I'm gonna keep scouting. I, you know, I just didn't have the confidence. But you were kind of on the same like trajectory path. Yeah, same like elevation. Yeah. Yeah. So I scouted that next sev- 60 yards and I saw two good rubs, and I get to this scrape that is, there's like two scrapes under this beech tree, Yeah. total size of a car hood, you know, it was, yeah, they do that a lot of times with beech trees, you know, it's not like, it's, it's
1: kind of like a big area, you know, like yeah. they might get there and, and, and tear up this this one little um, basketball size spot one night, next night they, they kind of do it like an adjacent little spot, and the next night that's kind of over here, and then over accumulation, it ends up being like the car hood type size. Yeah. but I don't, that, think, I don't think, like, at one specific scraping time, they're, they're scraping out a whole damn car hood. Yeah, it's I just, would agree.
0: Accumulation <laughs> effect. Yeah. Now, and I felt that scrape was on, on fire. Like, I could tell it had been hit recently. It was bigger. And I had a hammer trail, too, that I'd come in on. I'm only about 60 yards from the trail cam. Yeah. And I felt the, the buck, the, the G2-8, was north of me still. So yeah. if he came through, he would hit this scrape, and then he'd go to the trail camp scrape. Yeah, that's that's how it played out in my mind.
1: Which, um, after pulling the camera, I mean, that's I was that's close. Was what, what? Well, they were doing that yeah. just that day. He did something different.
0: Yeah. So I I decided I'm going to hunt this scrape and looking for a tree. There's some giant trees. There's some trees where like I don't know. You got this beech tree right, and and the tree or the scrape is on one side, but the better hunting trees are on the other, and I could see a buck hitting the scrape, and you could see his legs and see his body and, and just not be able to shoot him, and then he walks away for whatever reason. You know, big wood's deer, They can do whatever they want. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can't do any of those trees, and then I was like, well, here's this softball round oak, but it's next to a cluster of beech trees. Yeah. I said, that'll play.
1: Yeah, you can get right in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, So literally was like, okay, can I get two sticks? I, I ended up put, literally putting the stand three foot off the ground.
1: Well, you had, uh, yeah, I think you showed us. You had to stand roughly like at your chest, maybe?
0: Uh, like the, your platform? No, probably probably below. Probably yeah, lower. Probably below my chest because I jumped out of the tree after I shot the buck when I was leaving. <laughs> I didn't even use a <laughs> stick. I jumped out. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so so I set the stand. I set the stick. um I at that, that
1: point, why would you even get in a stand? Why do not you just stay on the ground and just tuck up into that beech tree?
0: Um, I guess the beech trees kind of have a canopy. So yeah. you kind of
1: need to get up into that canopy as your back cover versus you would have
0: been below it and you would have been like a blob on the ground. Yeah, I felt more hidden, you know, because my eyes would have been about nine foot off the ground. Three, I'm six foot tall. Yeah, I felt more hidden up at that level where I'm not directly on the deer's level. I don't know why, but that's just how I feel mentally on my brain. That Did you I'm... have the stand facing directly mm. at the scrape? No, absolutely opposite. The opposite. Into the beach tree of a uh, fortress, if okay. you will. It was like a fort.
1: So you are planning on shooting behind you? Yeah. The oh, yeah. you planned on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I had beach branches like kind of all around me, and I moved yeah. those out of the way, and I used a gear tie on one to like pull it back.
1: Well, and then some people, like especially like the saddle crowd obviously now, calls that a blind spot when you're in a stand, but mm-hmm. it's not.
0: No, you know. in fact, because... Especially I, on a smaller
1: tree. Be, With a big-ass tree, it's a blind spot behind you.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you would have wanted a saddle in this tree. I think the stand was the way to get. Probably. Uh, just because I didn't have an extra bridge to shoot around. In fact, once I set the stand, I tossed my harness and my small sticks under this other log that was like two feet away. Yeah. Um, I set the camera arm, got all set up, and I basically said, okay, I'm going to shoot a deer either on this hammer trail or this scrape. No idea like how this is going to play out, but... You know, it's still kind of raining, and there was no uh, rain supposed to be all, like, it was supposed to just quit at 2, 3 o'clock, and it just kind of kept, you know, doing its thing. Um, I'm in the stand maybe 45 minutes, an hour, and I'm not looking at anything much but the scrape and then the hammer trail system from the, the trail cam area. Yeah. I'm kind of just glancing at those two, peeking around. So you were looking at your back trail? A little, well, the, it was directly to my right. And I hadn't put enough ground scent over there to, like, I, I could still shoot a deer as it was coming in.
1: So, you know how we talk about, we talked about how there's a trail that's above the um, ravine that we call the hogback trail. Mm-hmm. And that's where the initial scrape was right off of one of those trails. Mm-hmm. You stayed on that elevation. Now, there was probably a deer trail that ran that elevation. Yes. Probably the, the trail that the bucks were using. Yep. Going from scrape to scrape. Yep. Did you, did you walk that or did you duck off of it and in, and in hopes of, of maybe getting lucky that something would have came from your back trail, or did you just say you just walk right down deer trail and just say, "Screw my back trail"? Um, I, because I think I think if you cross a deer trail and so you get like one footprint or two, yeah, I think a deer might be okay wa- walk past that. Yeah,
0: I don't remember if I was even thinking about that as I was scouting my way in because again, I thought all these bucks were bedded to the north. So you were just saying disregard the stuff you walked past. Yeah, yeah. I could have J-hooked into here probably a little better from a ground scent perspective. Because if you were thinking that
1: they were running that elevation, you could have ducked down low. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you had already kind of been on that trail because you checked out the mm-hmm. very first scrape. Mm-hmm. So you were already kind of on that trail. So you might have already blew your back trail regardless. Yeah. But um, but maybe not. You, yeah. know, you could have ducked down and then kind of worked your way back up. But then you wouldn't have been finding the new sign because then you wouldn't have been walking on the deer trail. So it's kind of a what yeah. do you do there, you and,
0: know. And the rubs were like thirty to thirty-ish yards off the, the the main trail that ran the top of the hogback. The the rubs were lower on the blo- or, or lower on the hills. Yeah. And I thought that was odd. So I kind of was working the way around, and this this scrape that we just described is maybe twelve yards off the main trail. You know that that were that. So I've got a main trail. I've got a scrape. I said this is good enough. Stands low, sitting there watching it for, like I said, about forty-five minutes. And uh, at this point, I look up at the scrape, and I just see a rack. And, and well, kind of, I've been there, so it's kind
1: of a uh, there's a little bit of a, a downward down, hill, yeah, yeah. right past the scrape.
0: So the very first thing I see is this deer's literally the spread at twelve yards. Yeah, <laughs> in his eyeballs. I remember his black eyeballs. Yeah, I'm like, Pfft, right here and now. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, this is never gonna work. I literally <laughs> thought that in my head. I was like, this is just gonna crack me. And I turn the camera on because like everything is so tight in this tree. I don't have to move much, you know. Every my bow is hanging up, so it's literally six inches in front of my chest. My camera is oh maybe above my belly button, but not quite to my chest level, and it's on the left side of the tree because I'm shooting around this softball sized tree that I've hung my tree stand in. Yeah. And I'm shooting back towards the tree. Yeah. I'm using the tree as a, a little bit of a camouflage. Now
1: when deer come in on you, do you wait till they're like um, not looking your way, their heads behind a tree, and then like move really fast? Or do you just I'm move more,
0: super slow the whole time? I'm I'm more of a, a a slow slow mover and I do like to draw if their head goes behind something.
1: Yeah, definitely a drawing. But, but even then, like we, it, you got to turn camera on. You got to grab your bow. Yeah. You got to get situated. Sometimes there's sometimes a lot of moving that goes on when a deer comes in. I think my hand was already on the camera because you were just kind of just wow. you hadn't been there long. You're probably you probably felt like you snuck in there. Yeah, I did. Just real optimistic that first, you know. Oh yeah, man. Bit it's there. gonna happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I did feel you know I thought I was in the game, you know, with the weather. I thought I was in the there's game. There's been
1: a couple hunts this year where I've held my bow, just held it for like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Which, is you know, that, yeah. that's, that's kind of a long time to just hold, be sitting there holding your bow.
0: It was nice because the bow hanger was in the tree, and then the grip was, like, literally right here. Like, and I'm making this motion where I'm, like, touching my chest and reaching ahead six inches. Like, everything is so tight in this small tree that yeah. I don't have to move a lot, and it's great. Yeah. So, this deer, literally, I remember his black eyeballs and his rack, And I, s- I saw better brows, and I saw he's wide, and I thought it was the 130-inch 10 from One Ridge open yeah that's who i thought it was at this point i'm shooting the deer like there is no other discussion thoughts in I mean, my head
1: and not because you thought it was a 10 but just because you thought that it was a good looking deer
0: good looking deer i seen the better frame and i said i know there's two bucks in here with better frames yeah that i would shoot i knew it wasn't the 130 inch eight but i really didn't care at this point
1: mm-hmm.
0: um because i saw that he was wide and i kind of like wider bucks
1: yeah they look better on the wall i you, think
0: yeah yeah if you said shoot a wide buck or a tall tine i I think I shoot the wide one?
1: And tall time scores better, but yeah. the wide ones are just cooler. Looking. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so at this point, I already know I'm shooting him, and I was like, I turn, I hit the camera on, grab the bow. At this point, he is ducking under the first uh, beech tree branches and coming up and sticking his head in the licking branches, and he starts shaking them left to right. At this point, I'm like, you know, if you're shaking your head, you you you're not looking. Yeah, I was like, if I get to full draw, I can shoot this deer. That's well, that's so what is I am thinking right then and there. If I can get to full draw, so he's coming directly at you at first. Directly at me, dude. Like literally staring down the freeway. But I've got all those beech trees behind me, and I yep. got a small tree in front of me. But then, um, he at some point he turns. He does turn. I don't know if that was when I got was drawing or whatever. But I said I just have to get to full draw and I can shoot this deer because. The scrape is seven yards from my tree stand.
1: Yeah, and we shoot heavy arrows. We've been uh, pretty much full send on shoulders and and stuff for yeah a I, few I, years now. Because
0: it, it, it just seems when I hunt thick cover, quarter two shots are going to happen.
1: Yeah, yep. I Fixed just, blades, heavy arrow. Yeah, I mean full send on shoulders. I think. Yeah, thirty
0: inch draw, sixty five pounders. Like yeah, yeah. That's that's. We, we, so you were drawn back with him facing you, facing me, but his head was up there in the branches. Planning to shoot him. Chest. Oh, I'm, chest, for like quarter two. I'm mm-hmm. low, too, so I got favorable shot angles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 like my, my little thought, if I can get this bow back, and even if he cracks me on the draw and stares at me for a half a second, I should be able to pull this off. And he actually ends up not seeing me draw because his head is in the branches, and he kind of turns pretty good broadside. Yeah. Um, you know, 70 80% broadside. I remember getting the pin, and I take – one extra half a second, and shoot. And he uh, he does tuck his ass. Yeah, he does. And he runs 30 yards and stops. I'm like, dude, he's going down. He's <laughs> going down. Like, come on. And then, I don't know. I thought about this a day later, and I, I don't think you and I have talked about I don't know if he caught my ground scent over there, because then he runs away. You think he ran over there, caught your ground scent? I don't know, but it's a possibility.
1: I'm trying to picture it, because I've been there just, to, just the one time to
0: help you get your deer. No, like three times. Yeah, to true. <laughs> we'll get to that. But I'm trying to figure out, uh,
1: I thought that I was, th- Yeah. so
0: he ran past you? Yeah, he ran past me towards the main trail. Okay, yeah. And then turned left and went back into, you know, the... Uh, Oh, the military crest system. Yeah. So yeah, so he ran thirty yard stops for probably I five doubt seconds.
1: It. I doubt he got you ground. What he was just, he doing? I don't know, he just got shot. You think he was,
0: you know, this full head of steam sniffing the ground? I don't know what he was doing over there for <laughs> I, I was like, he's gonna topple over. And keep in mind, I haven't seen a deer die from the tree stand with an archery kill in like five years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even when I kinda saw mine
1: die last year I still wasn't sure
0: oh yeah i still wait Your, like yours falls hours. over on video <laughs> yeah. if you didn't even know um my uh my my low buck uh 2018 late october died within sight yeah um and, yeah. and i just didn't trust it but
1: exactly you, you know i,
0: I wasn't 100 percent. but anyway so this deer then goes on or on a a jog run away i follow him and, and i'm looking for him and, and then uh he, he's out of sight and i'm sitting there like just a drowning, and anyone who knows me, I'm kind of an animated person. You know, I get hyped up, and I'm just like, holy shit, this just happened. It's, you know, it's mid-October. It's early, you know, late October. Like, this, I'm not the, the the best late October, but maybe that's my new M.O.
1: So he runs over there, 30 yards,
0: stands there. You think he's going to fall over. Or I'm trying to get another and error. And then he doesn't. Yeah. And then
1: he starts running run away again. Are you just like, does his heart just sink at that point? Like, hmm. he should have died right there. No, because I was like
0: seven yards. Surely I, I hit him good. Yeah. Surely, right? Like, you would think. Um, and then, like, okay, I don't even think I talk, about, I talk to the camera at this point. A spike runs in to check out what the hell just happened. <laughs> and I, I couldn't get the spike on video because he cracked me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I obviously, I'm, you know doing whatever um i talked to the camera a little bit to give it an update of what i'm doing and i jump out the tree <laughs> set my bow in the bow holder and jump out the tree running for the truck
1: yeah well and it's funny because we've been talking about this trail camera that's been sitting there the whole time <laughs> facing this trail on the scrape and it, you get on three shot bursts. there's only one picture of you running back to the track. <laughs> you, beat, you beat the three shot burst yes i did
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, cause I'm like
1: blurry too. It's just yeah. like a blurry person running.
0: Yeah. He's half cr- hunched over cause he's ducking <laughs> under stuff. But uh, yeah. So I like run to the truck t- cause I don't have cell signal here. I, I think maybe I forgot to tell people that, um, I do have a spot X texter and I think I sent something from the tree, but I'm like, I got to get signal and talk to Dave. Um, and, yeah, I didn't
1: and, get nothing from you
0: and tell my wife w- what's going down. And you know, so I, I run back to the truck. Um, and drive and get some signal. And at this point, you and I are having a debate on the phone. Do you use the last bit of daylight to, to maybe follow that trail or yeah. wait it out because you have seen some bad bad experiences doing that? I think
1: you were on that trail camera running back to the truck around like 5.45? 5.45, 6 o'clock. Yeah, so um, still an hour and a half of uh, daylight.
0: Solid hour. Yeah.
1: So yeah, at that point, yeah, you do, it's, we, we did talk about it a little bit because
0: you And know, it's I've, rainy.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't, I don't think I've personally had some experiences, but I've been on a lot of blood tracks, blood trails where people are sure that they s- drilled them and smoked them and deer were wobbly, etc. And then you end up jumping them up, you know, Yeah. hear a crash, the whole nine yards. Like he's down right here. I heard him die over here and you go over there, you kick him up and you never find him, you know hmm that's happened to me in the past not to me but it's happened to people i've been around in the past yeah so yeah i was a little skeptical i was like i don't know man like it's it's toss-up yeah but then you're like you know seven yards i'm
0: like well and the air looked good i did check the air before i ran to the truck and it was good blood obviously yeah. passed through stuck in the dirt on the other side um yeah so I felt you know, I felt pretty good at this point, especially seeing that air I I had got it all over my hands when I touched it. I'm like, man, that's good blood. Well like, and
1: we might mention now, you, you you got it on film, but you didn't have it in focus. The best, yeah. So you was, couldn't
0: see None on, on that small yeah, screen. None on that small screen. Yeah, especially
1: yet. not on the small screen. So you're even like you can't just be like, Oh just look at the footage and see where you hit it you can't you weren't able to do that. And in the
0: fact I think it was seven yards, so everything is quick so much it's, faster yeah, yeah yeah even if i had him at 15 or 20 you could probably see that arrow flight a little bit a little bit the fact that his antlers were up in that beach and the beach limbs are moving it just made looking at the footage a lot tougher than than a normal shot
1: yeah
0: um but uh so yeah i call you we had this debate you said maybe go in there the last 15 minutes of daylight and, and follow that and he you said don't go more than 60 100 yards
1: yeah. you know Get an idea of the direction he's heading. Get, yeah, at least. get the
0: direction. I'll be there in an hour. Um, but then, obviously, if it's like pouring blood, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a
1: good thing to, to see.
0: So I, I finished my call with you, and I, I think you actually ended up calling the troops or letting the, Yeah, the I'll let everybody know. Yeah. Um, and a Rod decided he was coming on an adventure. Well, because he regrets not coming to your buck a couple years ago. Which I don't know why that would have been a
1: haul. Um, just I don't know because I think there was me, you, and Zoe, Zoe. Right here. Yeah, and he just you know wanted to be there. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's always good to be there for a uh, you know it's for a buck track job and drag out and stuff. I mean that's that's some of the best parts of hunting right there. It really,
0: know? yeah, it is. It's one of those things that like the family kind of goes, "Why are you leaving the house for your buddy's deer?" Yeah. Yeah, can so as so soon as you call eat... me,
1: I'm like, all right, I got to go. I kind of tell uh, tell Nikki, my wife, and she's, like, not the happiest about it. Like, yeah. she just got done, like, making jelly and, like, the whole nine yards. Yeah. I just like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I got, like, a few really close friends who deer hunt. Like, they can only shoot one buck a year in Ohio. Like, this is a maximum going to happen,
0: like, three times. Yeah. Like... This is what it is. <laughs> and, and when I pick up the phone to Dave, the first thing he says, is, he goes, you only shoot big bucks on weeknights. It's <laughs> the first thing he says to me. He goes, you only shoot big bucks on weeknights. Yeah. Because why else would I call Dave an hour before dark <laughs> on a Tuesday when he knew I was going hunting on scrapes? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, I knew
1: you shot one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> why is he calling me? Uh, so, so, at this point, I go back in there. Trail cam picks that, that guy up going back in there.
1: Well, me and Andy meet up because we live a little bit of ways apart, but we meet up at a, a spot, and we're on the road at this point.
0: Yeah. And I go in there, and I'm not the best blood trail. I have a little bit of trouble seeing uh, reds, orange, pinks, and purples as far as color blindness. Um, but find my arrow, and I follow the blood. and uh, The first 30, 40 yards, not the best. Um, typical, though. Typical. But from, let's say, 40 yards to the next, uh, once we get to the 40 to the 80-yard mark, like I'm like, this, this is dying. like Blood on both sides, a couple spots where he had probably slowed down and, and better pools of blood. Yeah, that's what we assumed. I'm not sure, though. You, you know, know, we have no idea. But, but you, you, <laughs> you know, once you guys got there, we, we did. Now, I got to a point, and it was somewhere around 80 yards, and I couldn't find the next drop. Yeah. So, I stuck the arrow in the ground. I said, I'm waiting. I know those guys are coming. Um, well, you had already, so you had already, you shot him. You
1: jumped up the tree. You ran tree. back. You had to uh, drive up the road. Yeah. To get service. Then you drove back down. And then you, uh, did you drop off some stuff at this point at all at the truck?
0: Maybe just my hunting bags. And then hunting bag. And then when you
1: went back to, to, to
0: so it had already been. Hourish easily. It's hour, not an hour and 20. Before
1: you even started tracking yeah. at all. You didn't just like instantly run down the blood trail. Right. You know, you thought it was a good shot, seven yards. You know, I'm going to do a little bit of poking around tracking. It's been an hour. Yeah. If you hit something vital, it's dead by now.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Usually,
1: yeah. Well, not, yeah. If you hit heart lungs.
0: Yeah. So, at this point, I find blood and I can't find any more. I stick an arrow in the ground and go back, tear down the stand, you know, kind of prep my stuff and head to the truck to, to meet you guys. Um, so I'm doing a lot of walking at this point. <laughs> My hamstrings are sore. Dude, I ran the one time, uh, and we grabbed all the lights we can. You guys brought waters and power aids, so that was clutch.
1: Yeah, imagine if there was another hunter in the woods, and you just come running past him. Dude, there was the one <laughs> you'd be guy. Like, what are you doing? You'd be like, you would because you wouldn't tell him you shot a buck. No, I be don't, be
0: no, no I'm go. notorious for lying you'd be to like, people.
1: Nothing, <laughs> just taking a job. Got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Stop for a stroll. <laughs>
0: I've seen <a> mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's coming to way. You better not hunt here. Don't hunt him ever again. <laughs> oh, classic. Uh, so, so at this point we go in there with the army. You know, we got the troops and, uh, you know, you guys kind of start picking apart the early half of the blood trail and you kind of get to the better section and you guys are like, oh, we're finding him because it's starting to go downhill. It's yeah. picking up. Yeah. You and Andy both are pumping me with confidence, which I love. Needed that.
1: <laughs> I had the camera, and I just got it on record because I don't want to miss the like you know initial reaction.
0: Yeah, sure. So
1: like I was that confident, like enough to just where it was just on record.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get we get to the point where I lost blood, and we find one other like better couple drops about 10, 10 yards away. Maybe maybe
1: well, yeah, we found a couple. I think. Yeah. I
0: Think we end up going like another yeah.
1: like. 30 on the blood trail? I would
0: say 20 to 30, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we're 100 yards from the shot impact. Yeah. And we are... Heading down, downhill. Towards a pretty steep... Creaky, tight, crossing yeah. And we lose it. Yep.
1: And then it, here's the thing. The last drop, though, we had like... Um, like if you were to hit a right, there was like a log. So it's like, okay, did he jump over this? You would have for sure seen blood pre-jump and, and, and post-jump. You know, you would think. Yeah. Um, and then we're kind of checking in. At this point, we're, yeah, we're ha- not hands and knees, but damn near, you know. We're, like, staring at leaves. Like, he, he you know, we're, we're, we're branching out as, like, a flower, I guess. You do, like, a flower yeah. off of the last blood, you know, on all the potential deer trails. And, uh, yeah, we can't find anything.
0: No. It's and, crazy. And there's, like, like, a creek system below last blood. And we're like, okay, if you cross that creek, surely you pick the three or four best deer crossings.
1: Well, and you're going to see it. You know, it was steep enough to where anything would have slid on it a mm-hmm. little bit, you would think, yeah. you know, would have slid or something or slid going back up to the, other. the other side was steep yeah. too. Is like, how is there's no leaves kicked up, no slide marks, no anything. Yeah. If he went this way. So then we were kind of determined that he kind of hugged that, that military, military crest. crest. Yeah. But but then he would have jumped that log, which we didn't see any, any blood on the jump spot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So at this point we were definitely scratching our heads a little bit.
0: Well, and, and to, to blood, like you said, like when blood trails get better, that's generally a good sign. Yeah. When blood trails get worse, that is not good. And this one was mysterious because it got better and then went dark, went blank. Yeah. And I'm, I'm shooting. I mean, At that
1: point, you you think it's dead somewhere, like, you know, within eyesight and he's just
0: like, you know, I don't know,
1: like he just kind of bled out, you know, yeah, and then yeah. he's dead within somewhere really close, you know. And, I fought a lot of blood like that. It's like nothing at all at first. It's like picking up, picking up, picking up, picking up, and there's a deer. Mm-hmm. That was just how this was, but there was no deer. Yeah. <laughs> it just stopped. it was a yeah. ghost.
0: Yeah. And at this point, you know, like you said, we kind of picked the best main, like, A to B pattern. Okay, he's going to go one of these three-ish areas, and we kind of poked down him anywhere between 40 to 60 yards, maybe 75.
1: Yeah, yeah we didn't want to get too far um we wanted we to check there was so there was a couple di- there was a couple um uh down ups like ravines you mm-hmm. know like just right there like little ones but it's like okay let's go up here and check this little ravine and see if he because if he went down up that you'd see something yeah and so we're like kind of walk that a little bit we're know? like
0: beaming all the down logs and like any log with like moss that like it like glows w- wider and at it, it, this point it got foggy as shit
1: yeah, it was real foggy, yeah, because uh, just, yeah, it was like you could, like, the lights almost made it worse. Yeah. Because the fog was, like, you know, so, so thick. Um, yeah, so we're seeing, like, logs, thinking it's a deer butt, you know, and mm-hmm. just, so we're having to kind of check those, like, what is that up there? You got that little flashlight that's a lot better, it's like a little spotlight on those. Yeah,
0: and then the, 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 I guess the pro tip of the day is those camera lights. Yeah. That thing's a beast. I got these newer, little, like, I don't know. They're like four inch by four inch camera lights. They're, they're used because they like, I don't know, do stuff with the cameras that doesn't make it a uh, strobe mode anyways. Um, but, uh, bottom line, dude, they're rechargeable. They're like powerful beacons out there in the night, man. <laughs> yeah, you could exactly land a nice. jet with those things and yeah. they're, they're easy. They, they, they pack nice. Like even if you're not filming your hunts, not a bad blood tracking type. And there's of little plastic
1: unit. things are real light. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so we had that out too. We were looking and, um, like I said, we didn't want to go too crazy. We didn't want to just start. But this whole process probably took an hour and a half. Well, because we, we, we would say, okay, you know, we got all this blood. We're, we're going to find blood. And then we would kind of start to kind of branch off into flower, check in the flower, checking the next, you know, handful of trails. Mm-hmm. And then we wouldn't find anything. And then we would, you know, and then we'd come back to blood. And then we're like, okay, if he went this way, he had to cross this little dip here. Let's go check that dip. Because you might see a track or yeah, protective yeah. leaves or uh, some blood on this little dip because that's a little jolt in the, you know, in the system. Yeah. And then as soon as we go check that, and then we would be like, you know what? There's got to be more blood. So then we kept coming back to the blood. We <laughs> were determined
0: to find one more drop to give us a bead on direction. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. really were. And this whole process, like I said, is an hour and a half. There's probably 500 F-bombs that get dropped by myself. <laughs> because, like, you know, I, I literally I said this at the at the podcast, like, you know. You know, if you look at the last four arrows I've launched at Bucks, I've only found two. Yeah. And then,
1: and then plus where the last drop of blood at was kind of an odd spot. Because mm-hmm. we had, we had a, um, a a very good potential option where he could have curled back to the left and went down and up that little creek we're talking about at a less steep location. Yeah. But he would have had to curl back. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, that's very good potential if he'd done that. We could have just kept
0: going in a dead straight line. Which, which is more A to B. Which, which is more like, if you followed like the, the last five drops, yeah, last better, like it made a line, right? If you think about a clock, like it, it was like, man, it's going definitely right at midnight. So we're like, okay, he definitely very easily could have went that
1: way as well. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, or he could have like kind of curled to the right and hugged that military crest.
0: More if, if midnight, that'd be like 2, 3 o'clock.
1: Yep, he could have done that. So we had like three like very good options. Like you said, We at this point, we just wanted to find one more drop of blood
0: to, to give us a bead for the next day. For the
1: next day. So, did he hang high? Did he go straight over into... The, you said it was thick over in there? if yeah. Did he go down and up at A to B? Or did he curl back and go kind of up um, into the other hillside that was behind you? And so, we had three options, you know, and we just needed one more drop of blood, and we just couldn't find it.
0: could not. <laughs> and,
1: and then... And then I debated on taking off the next day. And to I told you not research. to because I had lost all confidence at that point.
0: I feel so bad when other people take time off or energy, gas, effort to help me, and I don't recover. You know, Zoe drove to Indiana one time because I was damn sure that that's still the best blood trail of my life. I don't. I never found that buck.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, and and at this point, I do feel very defeated. And like I said, I have never found an archery deer like that got wounded, all you backed out and came in the next day. I I think one, um, but like, you know, not a good batting percentage.
1: Usually when you got to come back, it's 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 not not a good thing. yeah. Yeah. I
0: did not feel good. So, at this point, I got home a little before midnight, and you and I are on the phone the whole way back. Like, dude, my you, you, me personally, I'm pissed off at the world. There was a lot of points I wasn't even talking to you on the phone, and you would just be like, dude, my eyes are so heavy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was getting tired.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But but we have to do that to help keep each other awake. Yeah. It helps. It does. helps pass the time.
1: Yeah, long drives.
0: Yeah. So, at this point, I get home at midnight. I throw... The SD card in my editing software, and I blow that thing up five different ways, slow-mo, freeze frame, export in 4K, doing all this stuff, (laughs) sending it to you guys. You and Andy are still breaking this down at midnight on a weeknight. Yeah. You know, and we should talk about this. So the footage, there is a flash of red in his ass. Yep. And we thought, oh my God, those orange fletchings, Byron shot him in the ass. Yeah, 100%. At seven yards. <laughs> you got to retire from bow hunting.
1: <laughs> I'm missing my seven yards, so I can't say that. So,
0: so, but what, what it turns out, once we got the footage blown up, we could tell it was one of those beech tree uh, leaves that it was just turning from green to red as he was shaking it. Yeah. Then you pointed out a leaf that it, you can kind of see that gets cut and drops.
1: Yeah, because you yeah you, you, yeah, you hit a couple leaves when you, on on the shot, just barely. Yeah. And we, we Cut a leaf in half, it looked like. Literally,
0: we watched this clip. Thousands.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Thousands. <laughs> Dude, we might as well go work for CSI, how we break these <laughs> clips down. I'm throwing effects into my editing software to, like, like we show brighter colors.
1: Leaf. We could go find that leaf. We <laughs>
0: did find that leaf. You're like, there's the leaf you cut in half when we were walking out.
1: That's crazy. Because, yeah, because... But it, but it's a, it's a, when you, when you hit that leaf, it's like, um, it kind of flutters kind of near the shoulder of the deer in the, in the video. Mm-hmm. And so I think most people were like, oh no, that's the leaf on his ass. And then you, and you see that, it's like, that's a shot. You hit him right there in the shoulder and you see that little, little flash of, mm-hmm. of that leaf. It kind of goes towards the shoulder and, um, yeah. but then I'm watching it over and over and over again. And then I'm like, yeah, that might be it. Cause it looks like it. And then, um, and then I start playing it with sound, and the sound doesn't line up with that leaf in the ass, or no, the shoulder one even too.
0: Oh, really? The so
1: the, the beach leaf that you cut in half that yeah. fluttered down it, it kind of looked like the shoulder shot. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't line up right with the sound of the pop. So Cause there was a pop.
0: Yeah. So what made you say the the arrows in the front half of the deer? Um, was it that mark? No. Cause all
1: any kind of flashes or little movements that you could see in that footage there, yeah, was all there was a couple different things right there in the front. Okay. You know, just the the thing in the ass was we were looking on a three inch screen on the camera. Yeah,
0: that yeah. It was that like, got ruled out
1: right away once because got there, home. Well, yeah, because there was like an orange flash right yeah. there right his ass. And you're like, that's it. There's your orange flashes right there. Yeah, you're never gonna find that, dude, Byron. But then I see like a little flash, like going in, like kind of center punch, and I'm like, Look, I think you hit it right here, in center punch. And um, I think everybody ended up being wrong. It ended up being kind of a higher shot.
0: But like right above the scapula. Yeah, good shot. A good shot, like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. You know, maybe even an 8.
1: I mean, he was slightly according to you, just ever so slightly. I'm low. And you, you're low, and you hit right. So that is weird, though, because your your exit was a lot lower.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if the, Maybe a slight deflection off a rib or something. Must have been. But, so, bottom line, at this point... Um, I send that to Jake Bush, uh, Cody DeQuisto, and Justin Hollinsworth and uh, Dan Bayes from from the Man. Yeah, and
1: he does some little da- things.
0: Yeah, well, Dan does the blood tracking. Um, they've got a blood tracking dog, and, and um, I figure he sees a lot of blood trails. Dan's a, a and, and he's he's got some yeah. I, Dan's a top notch guy, great dude. Yeah. Text me back at four in the morning <laughs> with detailed video breakdowns of of the arteries and where he thinks the shot is. Um, multiple t- sentences, and he's like, "Hey man, I, I, I just keep me posted." Like, shout out to Dan, great dude. If if you don't follow that dude on on Instagram, he's a he's a good guy to follow. Just a wealth of knowledge. Kind of hunts a lot like we do. He had it pretty right. Yeah, he did. I, I I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, that dude. Yeah. When we ended up finding it. Yeah, and Jake was sending positive encouragement. Cody and Justin kind of were were in the realm that it was in the front half of the deer. Very weird that that deer tucked its ass and got hit in the smoke show. The
1: only movement you saw in that whole video, any flashes you saw were all in the front half. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: whether they were um, leaves, because you kind of bushwhacked to touch. I hate, See, I didn't remember any leaves being in the way, but he, he also was moving that branch. Huh? <laughs> he was moving that branch
1: around. And then um, you, so yeah, you hit some leaves and, uh, or whether it was, like I said, when you took off, you kind of could pause it on a frame. You saw a little dark spot kind of mm-hmm. right around where you hit it. That might've been the wound. But I was like, well, I don't know. Is that just like the top of his shoulder kind of like pinching mm. the fur right there? Yeah. What is that? Because he, he did a weird little
0: hunch, you know, thriller mm. thing as soon as you shot him. Yeah, he hunched his butt like almost like a dog when it gets to zoomies. Yeah. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Like Anyone exactly who has a, a dog is hit. shaking their head. They know what they, I'm talking he, about. He
1: zoomed off like that. He yeah. really did. It was, yeah, it was very odd. Um, and then, uh, which you didn't even hit the guts at all.
0: No. No. <laughs> Don't they do that when you hit the guts? They say
1: hunk- they hunker down.
0: Yeah, and maybe because he was slightly uphill. and, and dude, maybe he thought another buck hit him in the butt or something. Just came up and gored him? Yeah.
1: In the side there? Yeah. Kind of just
0: trying to the get human. away
1: real quick. Maybe that's why he went 30 yards to stop. Maybe he turned around and looked for the other buck.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe he knew that spike was coming around. <laughs> <laughs> Spikers <laughs> will get you.
1: You <laughs> he said he, that spike came in. He heard the commotion. Oh, he yeah. Ran a yeah. Yeah. fight. Or, <laughs> to <gouge> out
0: eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so at this point, it's, I don't know, one in the morning. I sleep maybe two hours and, <laughs> and uh, get up. And,
1: I slept like a baby. Oh,
0: good for you. <laughs> I, I had to force myself to eat a, a PB&J because I didn't really feel like eating. And, and you know, I, I probably burned a decent amount of calories doing all that walking and running and, and excitement and adrenaline dump. I just couldn't eat. Yeah. And, and so, the next morning, I get up and get a coffee and, and get on the road and get down there. I told my boss, um, I didn't exactly want to tell her, hey, I, I stuck this deer and it maybe bled out. Who knows if I'll find it. So, I said, hey, I lost my GPS texture. I'll, I'll, I'll be there at 1. <laughs> and, um, you know, she was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, I go back down there, and, and this is where the OnX Track app, I feel like, deserves a, a really good shout-out. Yeah. Because
1: means- we ran a track feature the whole previous night, yeah, and then you also started to run it when you were grid searching,
0: yeah. Because now I had daylight, I could see, I had enough time that I said I can scour these ridges and I can I can put some miles on the boots. Yeah, you know, this is like a shed hunt at this point.
1: Yeah, and running that tracker, yeah, that it, it helps. Oh, you so it's much. so
0: much. It keeps you organized when you're when you
1: are grid searching or yeah. when you're shed hunting.
0: Yeah. So so shout out to to Onyx for that feature alone for this situation. Like that was. Yeah. That was a 10 out of 10. So I, uh, I, like we said, he was headed, let's say 12 o'clock was kind of the, the if you were following the blood trail, you said he was going to go at 12 o'clock. So I thought that was the highest possibility to start the search. Yeah. So I get on the military crest across the creek and I start working towards that 12 o'clock area. I get all the way to the road, up on the hill. I go back, you know, 20 to 30 yards, different elevation. And then I get back to the arrow-ish area, and I go back the ridge system 20, 30 yards. And at this point, I'm, I'm almost to the top third. Um, I walk the ridge all the way back and kind of loop back into the the arrow location. I said, okay, that kind of eliminates almost A to B at this point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I said, well, let me, a to, if I look at A to B, I'm on a, on a ridge system adjacent from where we lost blood. Let me loop out that point and just cross that whole hillside out. So I start low, and I work the first military crest, and I'm walking. At this point, it is sunrise was somewhere around 8. It's it's probably 9-ish in the morning. I'm on the low military crest. I'm looking at the bottom of the creek thinking he could be down there. And I'm also looking up the hill. It was a
1: little before then.
0: Yeah, okay. And sure enough, man, I walk, you know, this is probably 35, 45 minutes into the grid search, and I look up the hill, and all I can see is a brown, roundish figure. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's got to be a deer. And it doesn't even occur to me that it's deer it, until I take a couple more steps. Well, I, I really thought I got tricked by a log. I wasn't emotionally letting myself say, that's a deer. Well,
1: you probably have been tricked by 30 of them right oh,
0: before that. Dave, <laughs> and your head is going through my... Like, I got up to this, like, log jam greenbriar area. And I'm like, Dave would tell me, go look under every log, because you just don't know.
1: And when they don't... When they're wounded, they'll tuck
0: in somewhere to Dude. die. Dude. Yeah. They'll do some crazy shit. Yeah. So... I see this figure, and I, I think I move five to ten yards closer, and then at that point, I am pretty sure it is a deer and and the front half of the deer is behind two big logs or trees
1: yeah that's that's another thing we'll get to
0: it yeah, so I'm like, huh, so I pull my phone out because I'm thinking this is either gonna be it or some like this could be it like and and you know, as I'm walking up the hillside. I've realized that it's a deer. And it's a damn good percentage of just my buck. Yeah. And I just can't believe it because it, I just did not expect to find it. <laughs> I just haven't had good luck with, with leaving stuff and, and having archery-type debacles and then finding them. Yeah. And it turns out, dude, we were 60 yards. You were maybe 40 yards from this buck at one point.
1: Yeah, because I checked the creek down there. I was just below him.
0: Yeah. Probably, um,
1: yeah, probably 40 yards. But where he was at, so he ended up tucking in, there were these two massive trees that kind of, uh, double trees split at the base, or whatever. And it was, we're on a steep hillside. And, you know, when you get right up behind those big trees on those steep hillsides, you got like a little flat spot. Yeah. You know, you kind of find like a lot of buck beds in these typical locations, right up against those trees and stuff, on that little tiny flat spot on the hillside. And he was right there, tucked up in that. Like, so I wonder if he... I
0: he made, if, it, made it back. Yeah, I don't know if that's where
1: he was bedding at necessarily, but I wonder if like, he went there and, like, laid down to, like, legit, like, hide. Maybe he didn't die quickly. Mm-hmm. Clearly. clearly, He didn't just die while running. Clearly. Yeah. Right, that would have been just a very, chance, very slim chance that he just perfectly got perched up behind some trees on a flat spot on a hillside. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, what's, I
1: mean, what's the chances of that? He should
0: have died, like, mid-motion kind of thing. Just, yeah. And just kind really of just sprawled out yeah, you know, yeah. on the hillside. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, he clearly, you know went over there and laid down, which after, um, so, so, so yeah.
0: So the last blood was about 100 to 120 yards from where he laid died. And we still don't know if he, uh, did go A to B and
1: then kind of just curled, went A to B, crossed the creek, yeah. went up the hill that way, and then mm-hmm. kind of ran that, um, mm-hmm. upper elevation yeah. back. So he could kind of watched his back trail.
0: Yeah. So from Arrow, if, if every blood it was headed towards 12 o'clock, this deer died at more of a nine o'clock. Yeah, would you say?
1: But down and up, a river. but down and
0: up. Yeah, very like he very easily could have j-hooked back into that spot, lay yeah. down, and watched it so he could watch what was going on down in that valley, everywhere he just came from, yeah. watch his whole back trail. Yeah. Or maybe he was bedded there the prior day and he was just trying to get somewhere safe that he'd already laid for 12 hours and thought was secure. Thought it was safe, yeah. Which, w- that bed actually made sense for those winds that were kind of shifting from north to east that day. Yeah. Made perfect sense.
1: And he might have lived for, so we when we ended up, you ended up finding out, it ended up being what we think was one lung liver, somehow.
0: Yeah, and obviously arteries, veins, because, you know, you, everything's you, right you, in there. When you, you know, Range Ferry has a lot of stuff on this, when you have arrows that go into the front or half of the chest cavity all the tubing uh, of of movement is is like garden hoses so if you clip a garden hose you know you're losing stuff versus when you get out towards like the 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 ass end of the deer all those like key veins and artery blah 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 they're all like a paracord they're a lot thinner Hmm. so think about it if you put a slit in a garden hose and slit in a piece of paracord what's going to dump faster yeah so so yeah obviously that arrow did some damage yeah. And like we said, probably a seven to eight out of ten on the good shots. I mean, it's right where you shoot him, You know, you can post the
1: pictures of the entry and exit. I mean, yeah. I don't think you'd ever be upset about that.
0: Um,
1: and he didn't go far, but was he alive when we were tracking that night? I don't know because he would have probably took off, but he might have. It might have took him, you know, a half hour, forty five minutes to die. Mm-hmm. You know, so he had enough time to go and get to a secure location. Um, you know, or he might, he might have lived for maybe five minutes. Yeah. That's enough time to go get to like a spot you feel safe and lay down, you know? Yeah. You know, and especially uh, for deer. Whereas like if you just blow out a heart, they just run till they crumble. So at this
0: point I run up the hill, I freak out. I do what I, you know, just (laughs) very thankful at this point. Um, I go back and get my, my, my Kuyu bag, um, and bow and camera and I send Dave a text from the the Spot X. Uh, it's like a it, it's like a Garmin InReach, but it's like a, a lower end. Not I, it's it's like hundred to two hundred dollars cheaper. But it's got a built in keyboard. Uh, you can send texts out, yeah, but you
1: can't get texts. I
0: can. I think I was just having signal issues where yeah. I was. Because um, I
1: texted you back, so I get a text while I'm at work that just says "found him" at like eight forty-five. So I clocked out at nine. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit the road, and I tell Andy, and he's like, screw it, I'm leaving too.
0: <laughs> so Andy had a family emergency. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Andy gets out of work too, and, uh, and we all, and we did, we head down there, and uh, we, you know, and then so at this point, you had no idea. I thought that you knew we were coming, because I thought you might have got my text back. Yeah. Or I thought at some point in time, you're going to go to the road and, and call. So me and Andy just driving, and then um, it kind of hits us when we're driving, like, you know, he might not even know we're coming. so then we get down there we get in the parking spot and we look at the truck and uh the jet sled's still in the back and we're like what is he doing i'm like we're like is he um now we're kind of a little like worried like you know if he would have came to the truck clearly he would have went out and called us if you would have got to the truck yeah he would have drove up the road and called us so we're like this is a little weird you know why doesn't he have his jet sled um but nonetheless we're like okay let's grab some stuff and Grab sled. And, you
0: brought waters.
1: Yeah, we grabbed waters to clean off whatever we need to. Well, I just figured you might just be taking a long time gutting it, you know, yeah. or you had to get a bunch of pictures and you were just, you know, wanting to get some photos and the whole nine yards. So we just thought it might just be taking a while. I don't know. So we're walking in there with the pulling a jet sled and with some waters and some Gatorades and stuff, and uh, and we're, we get back in there and we're just kind of looking around and. And I'm like, well, well, I don't know where he's at, you know, so we're kind of looking, and I think I might even try to whistle, but I can't whistle for shit, so. Yeah. And then you're like, I hear a noise up in the hills, like, Dave? <laughs> I'm just like, yo! <laughs> and then you come running down the hill, like, oh my god, I didn't think you guys were coming.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I <laughs> you, had, you had the deer quartered, quartered at that point. in bags. Yeah. Because I, uh, I thought I was doing it solo, and last year I, I drug a sled, um, and if you look at me, I'm, I'm a whopping 180 pounds, and, and pulling a 200-plus-pound buck is no no easy task for me, and I don't care who you are. You know, it's just not at this distance, it, it was not going to be a fun day.
1: Yeah, and you got to learn how to do it and stuff. Because you've never, uh, you normally take your deer to a processor.
0: Yeah, I've always.
1: And I've always, you know, me and Andy grew up processing our own. So you doing all that by yourself, you know, you kind of get to learn and kind of yeah. figure it out. Well, out
0: west experience, too. Yeah, yeah. So, just to out how to do all yeah, that. it was one of those things that I said, okay, if I'm going to do this solo, you know, me personally, I am built to put forty to sixty pounds in a backpack and go two to three times, even if I got to go a mile, then pull a two hundred pound buck a mile. I'm just, you know, I'm built more like a runner, and I can do that a lot easier than I can. So, so that's why I made the call. Plus, I had a pretty good down up to to to, to navigate.
1: Yeah.
0: So I had started to quarter, and essentially, yeah, I was done with the quartering process. Which I'll say this. When we put that head on the Kuyu bag, because that was the only thing we, we used, the jet sled, to pull all the quarters. And it still probably weighed 100-ish pounds, I'd say, the jet sled with all the quarters.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
0: But the, uh, the well, head. Well, you
1: left the neck meat on the head.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that thing was like 30 pounds. Yeah. It was Because the heavier necks it
1: up and stuff. They, yeah. And the necks get a little, you know, they'd get pretty big.
0: Yeah. So, so you know, that was, that was kind of the story. And I had to jump on a call at one thirty. Still made it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, next time, you can get that neck cut all the way up to, like, the back of the mm-hmm. head. Yeah, I'll you do that. You can get it way up there, yeah, and get that neck meat, you know, off, and, and then, you know, while you're quartering it.
0: Yeah, and I'll probably take my time a little bit. Like, if it would have been something I'm just going to shoulder him out, I would have had to do a better job on the cape.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but I learned how to do it. Yeah. And honestly, that'll be the way I do it. I think it'll, it'll be a coin flip, you know quartering it out quartering it out it depending on location and, and really hillside and help like it, it but they, it took me probably an extra half hour after gutting it so you say 10 15 minutes to get a deer and then it took me an extra half an hour to to the back pelvis was kind of easy um, the shoulders the front shoulders I had I had really good luck getting one of them off the other one I felt like I struggled with a little more I don't I don't know why but
1: anyway. well you shot one
0: yeah it was yeah it was all but
1: yeah, usually you can kind of just work through it. Um, yeah. Um, so, where are we at now? So, now all, then, so, so then we're dragging the sled out. And yeah, it was funny. We, you posted a couple pictures. Isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some guy's like, that's an empty sled. What are you fools doing? I was like, well, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got a weird angle of it.
0: Yeah, so. I was like, surely two guys using the, oh, and Dave brought up the, the, the greatest idea. Use that double stick that I had in there.
1: Well, because you get the thinnest rope I've ever seen on your jet sled. Why have you not put anything bigger on that? You've had that thing for like 10 now, years.
0: Now, wait a minute, folks. I'm the only member of <laughs> White Tail Experience to ever own a deer cart or a jet sled. So Dave can pump the brakes.
1: <laughs> so I'm, we're, we're dragging it out. With this, it's like as thin as like paracord. I'm just like, this is just ripping my hand off. What are we doing here? And then you had your, your double stick with you yeah. and it just worked perfect to just put that little rope over, over that double stick and just have like a perfect handle. Yeah. It was just, you know, cause initially when, when, cause I, we were dragging it up that steeper hillside. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, this is tearing my hand up. Why are we doing this? And then I was like, initially I was like, we gotta be we could probably put like a stick on here or something like that. Right. Grab like And I was like, Oh, let me see that stick right there. It just, yeah, just got lucky. It was perfect.
0: A couple of people commented, "Hey, that's a
1: good use." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, it just kind of got lucky, and just happened to see it. Yeah, right well, and I, I brought there.
0: it in there to pull the trail cam on our way out. Yeah, um,
1: which we didn't use because I monkeyed up there.
0: Yeah, that's how our cameras get stolen. You put cameras on small trees; they're easier to find. Yeah. So yeah, that is that is my twenty twenty buck story. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: up, oh no, we didn't tell the whole trail camera story either. Oh <laughs> shit folks, this is worth your time. So when uh, so so like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you got Byron on trail camera when he first gets in there. Um is when he first going into the woods for his hunt. When he's hunt this is the day he's, he's hunting. Um and four o'clock? You, yeah, you get him on trail camera about four o'clock, and then you don't see him for a little bit, and then you get him on trail camera about four fifteen again, still thinking. And then he uh, walks away. Walks away. Goes to to, to the other spot because you were debating on that spot for a long time. Yeah. Um, and like I said, when you access that spot, you came up that drainage, so you weren't working that trail. Yeah. You Just, were staying off the deer trail. Um, then you're in there after a couple bucks. One being the buck with the, the bigger G two hundred thirty. Hundred thirty. So eight. so we pull that card out. So we got Byron walking away from that spot at four fifteen. At We'll say five fifteen. You got the G two buck, the G two eight, on that camera, heading towards you, following you, basically. Yeah. Well, he's he's pointing that way. Yeah. You only got one picture of him though, because I think he got your ground set and bolted. Yeah. But he was literally heading that way. He was heading right to that scrape, from the way you kind of from the direction you came in, but you J hooked, so you you could have shot him. Yeah, if I could have stayed here. I could have maybe him. shot him. Yeah. yeah. And then, and those those two bucks, the other buck you shot came from the other direction. So they were going to meet. They wanted y'all. They were going to kill each other. Right, and you would've been right there.
0: Wouldn't that have been awesome? So
1: we got you got him on trail camera at five fifteen. Then it was like five like forty five. You are (laughs) running down on on the on the on the trail camera running. So it's like
0: all this happened. You know, it's like so. This trail camera documents everything. Yeah.
1: So like four o'clock, you're in there. You know, then, you, then you disappear, then you're on it again because you just second guess yourself a hundred times. Then at you know, five fifteen you got the big buck on it, heading towards you. Then, you know, five
0: forty-five,
1: you got you on it, sprinting, sprinting back. You know, and then uh, And then then the got, army the army comes then, in with the headlines. That's then like, like, you got you again going you went back in there to track.
0: Yeah. And then
1: you got you coming out again, and then you got all of us coming in there, then you got all of us coming out. He got all of us going in there again.
0: Yeah, the next day. <laughs> the next day. And the final <laughs> picture is me with that, with that head on the, the, the QU bag yeah. coming out. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of cool, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to document that hunt, and we'll definitely okay. have to comment when the G2 buck sticks his head up.
1: And we had found out that both of those bucks were had been battling working. Battling That's they'd been, great. They'd been working all those scrapes, too. There, there there's up, probably five. Yeah, we ended up seeing some more when we were uh, Dude, in Dude,
0: daylight. Yep. Then there's a cow six in there. Yeah, yeah. Andy needs to go in there and shoot that cow six. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah there 250 is. 250 pounds. pounds, 6.90 inches. <laughs> yeah, he is a tank. And uh, he's probably the he's least the one biggest, in there. He's the biggest bodied of them all.
1: Yeah, and he's the one in there the least. The G2 buck's in there. And then, yeah, but they were all in there daylight multiple times within the last week.
0: Yeah, it seemed like it, the scrapes got hot.
1: Yeah. And they were, you know, literally, literally they were going to meet each other face to face on this. Cruise. They were going to battle royale, and, and you then. were in the middle of them and shot the other one.
0: Yeah, and I, 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 I thought about this. the 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 G two buck is a bigger buck, but I had to deb- bigger rack, bigger rack. They looked
1: similar in size,
0: similar size, but like it's also very cool to scout my way in, hang it and create that opportunity over hunting a trail cam pick.
1: Yeah. They had the same frame. That G2 buck just has some taller tines.
0: He's got a taller bladed G2. The I mean. one
1: you shot might have been wider. Oh, you, you 100% wider. Do that other, yeah. It's it, it, not that wide, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. The buck I shot's kind of wide. But
1: the, the other one just had taller tines. Probably would have scored better. Yeah. You know, but, because that's where the score comes from is time length. Yeah. But dude, I'm with you. Those wide bucks just look cool. We got that big wide frame, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, you, you don't know how big they are until you shoot them and you go up and you see their tines are only five inches. But you're like, man, I thought, you know. Yeah. Big old wide frame coming in, massive. You know, that Dark chocolate nice, rack. Yeah, that that rack is super cool. Yeah. Now, I don't know that, too. You might want Someone listening might know better than us. No, you know,
0: I, I've, I've. It's I've, kind
1: of a darker timber area.
0: Yeah, I've talked to a couple of people about it. And Whitetail Legacy uh, did a podcast with a guy who, uh, I, I don't know if he killed a buck out of CRP because it was a very white rack and then mm-hmm. he killed another buck with a dark rack and he figured he was bedding in another area of his farm but they they they, they talk about that think about my uh, 2018 buck where he was bedded yeah. crp big white white yeah so yeah that 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 darker timber in that area that buck was 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 definitely in there a lot yeah just, so the
1: wider racks are more bedding in something you know to get a little sunlight sun, sunlight yeah makes sense i just wanted to confirm yeah you're look, we're looking at hundreds of bucks on his wall now. Yeah, well, that one kind of
0: makes sense based on where he was shot.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of just you know
0: similar habitat.
1: Similar, but he's not he's not as dark. He's more a little bit more open woods. Yeah, and then you got um, that
0: one doesn't count because it sat in the garage too long and it got too much daylight. Yeah. So, and all right, I yeah. I think we're gonna wrap this podcast up.
1: Sounds good. Alright folks There's the story of uh Byron's buck and all the debacles that debacles. followed after the shot. Doubt.
0: <laughs> Sleepless night.
1: Yeah, but that's fun though. You know, we you know Andy It's like, fun now. Well, it was fun in the process. I like trailing deer and trying to figure out that stuff and Oh yeah. You know, helping people get deer out. Like now, don't call me when you shoot a doe. <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, I'd come help.
0: No, don't, don't. <laughs> folks, I'm gonna outdate right now. I was hunting there when I, the night I shot my doe. I had does at like 50 yards. I was on the ground, and Dave texted me, shoot that nanny. I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> I text Dave an hour later after I shot one out of a tree stand, and he goes, uh, I'm out with my wife. <laughs> so I'm well, out already left. All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys liking the, the stuff. Uh, I did put out a October no hunting tip type video for uh, Killing Bucks on Public Land late October today. So check that out. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We're out. See ya. Team Harder Books.